0: Uh, my million dollar spot, my million dollar
1: yeah. spot, my million dollar spot, my baby on the slime and hop, yeah. on the spot, my million dollar spot. Us uh, major loot, seriously niggas don't want to dispute, man. seriously nigga die when you
0: play this game and ain't no the tie. I suck the life out your ass by pushing mute, shit can get stanky like a poop, like a poo. dog food Yes, Welcome to episode 71 of the Average Joe's MMA show. Jeff Shanahan, David Van Bogan, and Ryan Dempsey back with you.
1: How's it going, gentlemen? It's a homecoming kind of week, man. We're going yeah, to see some Spider-Man tonight. Yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming tonight. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how Tom Holland brings uh, Spider-Man to the silver screen.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty excited for his. I am portrayal. too.
1: You know, he's a he's a young, talented kid. He's uh, uh I've seen a lot of, of things that he's done uh, with Spider-Man, the Children's Hospital stuff, and um other kinds of things and he really brings kind of a a youth movement to that role garfield he's a he was a young kid but he he was like an old soul he kind of played him more old than he did young you i know? felt
0: bad for andrew garfield because he was really good he was really thought good he at spider-man
1: i did a great job but I, he, I, it, but he like, got
0: he caught shit because the second one was a complete train wreck uh, and that wasn't his fault that was bad writing and fucking shit work by Sony. Andrew Garfield was a really good fucking Spider Man.
1: It wasn't bad at all. It did, uh,. And Tobey Maguire felt like he was older than... Tobey Maguire was shit. Uh, uh, you know, he didn't feel like he was... Yeah,
2: I, I didn't like that first trilogy.
1: Exactly. He didn't, the first just, one was those, okay. But. those it was, maybe it was the writing, maybe it was the, the makeup, maybe it was the costume, maybe whatever it was. It was.
0: Directing.
1: Those first Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, they didn't feel like they were 15 years old to me. Tom Holland feels like he's 15, 16 years old. Oh, definitely. His height, his face, his baby face, his, st- his size, his voice... Everything makes me feel like he's an actually he's peter parker right he is no.
0: he's definitely the young younger fit for yeah. it, yeah
1: um, so Does this one continue
0: on from the Garfield ones or is this like no a- no, it's not a reboot, they're not no. like redoing an origin story, it's just kind of picking up off of him being a part of uh captain America Civil War oh, yeah okay. that's gonna be and an extension of that bringing him into the Marvel universe more. And setting him in to be part of the Avengers and I, shit.
1: I think from what I've read is they're they're phasing him in to take over the almost the Iron Man role. Yeah, because Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. isn't going to be playing that role on uh, a, a feature film of his own, like there's really going to be Iron Man 4, 5, 6, or whatever. Right. Uh, he's going to be he's basically signed on to do collaboration films, the Infinity War and and uh, Avengers and so on, and you know guest spots in this one, whereas they want uh, Tom Holland since he's coming up. He's young. He's going to be, you know, what? Spider-Man one two, 3, He's going to be doing that kind of stuff through, for Marvel. Right. So they're phasing in these younger guys to take over for where, where the uh, the older guys have phased out. So. Well, and then they announced what was it, a
0: few weeks ago that they're going to continue to do that expanded universe that Sony wanted to do, but Marvel's a part of it. Yeah. So we're still going to get the Venom movie and then they yeah. that carnage is gonna be yep
1: it. absolutely i loved carnage i mean venom's awesome too but i really love carnage carnage was who's playing is vile. it vile
0: who is it? is it uh tom hardy that's playing who's playing venom
2: yeah, that, isn't tom hard yeah tom hardy's venom i think yeah okay is, yeah, yeah
0: they did they, they, and then i heard a rumor they were talking about uh the kid that plays the Joker in Gotham mm-hmm. or the one brother from Shameless to play
1: yeah. Carnage. Yeah, the or, Redhead.
0: Yeah, Carnage. That would be cool.
1: He's a phenomenal he young is actor. A fucking awesome Unbelievable.
0: actor.
1: Unbelievable. Ryan, you guys going to go see uh, Spider Man at all? Up there? Do you guys have movie theaters in Canada?
2: Yeah, we have this one drive-in theater, you know, you have to put the
0: speaker on the window. Still.
1: We have one. We're, we have
2: a drive-in we're theater. Stuck. We're, we're, we're stuck in the 50s. We're, we're hoping bro. to have an actual building. We, we have, like, bro, we have one a of the in very few
0: fucking drive-in movie theaters left in the country is <laughs> yeah. in Muskegon, yeah, Michigan. I,
2: I, yep. I mean, yeah. I, I, no, we. Uh, Not the home of Tony but, Ferguson. It's probably going to be a
0: huge, uh, <laughs> probably be a
2: huge uh, movie weekend now, like being the first long weekend. I imagine it would be, like, just crazy to go, but... I wouldn't mind checking it out in the, in the theater if I get the chance. It's, it's why. It, it ideally, we'd be able to have a... Like me and the wife could have at least all day, but... It's why I'm was, going to a late, late,
0: late show, so I don't know. have to deal
1: with kids. <laughs> we, uh, we... we for Just for me personally, we plan and make this show on like the worst possible day. This is... Thursdays are the only days that my... One of my doctors can do my uh, injection procedure Yeah, the only day. So I get that done. I get shot up with fentanyl. I get shot up with Verset. I get epidurals in my neck and in my spine. I come home. I sleep it off for a few minutes. Then I got to try to do a show afterwards. <laughs> Then Thursdays are, you know, the release day of comic book movies. Well movies in general, but for me, comic well, book movies, I mean, Star moved, Wars. We've
0: moved <laughs> shows around because of movie premieres. Let's not act like that
1: hasn't happened. Uh,
0: because it has plenty oh, of time. Yeah,
1: but we're just talking about base in general. I've
0: moved it because of Star Wars a couple of times. We've moved it because of Captain America. Yeah, I was,
1: there was no way I was missing Captain America. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, no and way. then we had that shit experience because all those goddamn kids and those assholes behind us talking and shaking their popcorn bucket in my ear.
1: And, uh, that's why uh, I'm going tonight at 10, but I'm going to Grand Haven, which is, uh, if you, you know, if you're listening from around the our area in Muskegon, the Grand Haven Movie Theater isn't exactly busting outdoors to fill up anything. Yeah. We're going to have like 10 people in the theater tops. That's the
0: same reason I'm going to the harbor. Yeah.
1: There'll be like 10 maybe tops, and half
0: of it will be the people I'm going with. So,
1: Right. I'm excited. Yeah. But, yeah. So the show, you know, we're going to try to breeze through the show today, but it doesn't matter because we're going to come back tomorrow and record for the Ultimate Fighter finale. Yeah. So we'll hmm. be able to fill out and... Uh, Talk a lot more tomorrow. So tonight we're going to try to squeeze this through because we got to be to the theater here in a couple hours. Spider-Man. Oh, it's going to be awesome. So what do you say we kick right, this thing off, boys? All right, let's get some
0: fights, man. Uh, tomorrow night in the Ultimate Fighter finale, the main event picks number five, Michael Johnson, against the debuting Justin the Highlight Gagey, the former World Series of Fighting champion. You okay? I
1: had a hole in my tooth and I just shot water
0: in it oh dude and you... then
1: that hole that i busted in my tooth oh yeah oh, oh that yeah. hurt like a motherfucker when i see
0: grimacing faces of pain with you it's usually not a good thing so i it, it, i had it to check away, it
1: went away quick just, sometimes wow.
0: it's the neck or it's the shoulder and i gotta make sure you're not gonna fall over on me oh
1: it brought tears to my eyes yeah was, it was it, it was, was just a bad the... face that's why i thought maybe it was the neck man whoa <laughs> that was crazy god i'm all right I'm <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anyway, let's try that again. Let, yeah, let's
0: get back into it. it so, the debut of Justin Gagey coming in against Michael the Menace Johnson.
1: Let me um, let me have this for like like three minutes because I want to compare something. Um, it was a couple months ago there was a there was a young it was maybe a month ago whatever there was a young, uh, great up and coming fighter who was still gonna do just fine. Marlon Moraes who came in and they gave him they gave him half uh Tso, right and I was and, right. And I said, horrible booking. It was because they gave him a guy that was that won eight of his last nine fights. They gave him a guy in Brazil. And Ronald Moraes said, as far as back as I could look, has never even fought a professional fight in Brazil. Maybe he had some amateurs, but I couldn't look back that far. And they gave him a Sunsaw, who was, at that point on this streak, was 3-0 in Brazil, had beaten TJ Dillashaw in Brazil. I mean, he was just a killer of a fighter. They gave him the absolute wrong guy to fight. They They didn't take care of him. Now they get Justin Gagey over, and I'm worried that they were going to do the same thing. They didn't. Despite his rank at five, Michael Johnson has lost three of his last four fights. Mm -hmm. Michael Johnson does not pair up against a strong MMA wrestler slash striker, having lost to guys like, in these last ones, have lost to guys like Nate Diaz and Namaga and Benio Dariush and loses to, you know, Miles and The guys that pair up like Justin Gagey, just the same. Similar guys to him. Michael Johnson struggles to him. So in this instance, they did a great, great job of pairing Michael, of Justin gage up with a guy that fits him coming into the UFC for the first time. This
0: was—I mean—he called for it. He asked for the toughest fight he could get. He said, I, "I want the toughest person. I want the hardest fight I can get right off the bat." That's—I respect the fuck out of Gagey for I that. I love Gagey, but they were—this yeah, is I'm this is smart,
2: you said, Dave. Yeah, so you said like it's a good fight for him to introduce him to MMA uh, to UFC fans who might not know him, and it gets him a name that people recognize. That people think that you know if he gets this win, that he is as legit as is being talked about. Even though, like you said, you know Johnson's on on a bit of a slide, and Gaethje's just coming in and that kind of stuff.
1: It's it's a great fight. I mean, it's not like. Again, you know, just comparing the two, you know, Marlon he was fought in a sunset, who was like 25 and 3, who was on this big run, and who was, you know, who was a killer in Brazil, who was undefeated out there. You got Michael Johnson, who's 18 and 11, who isn't really, you know, burning up any charts anywhere, who, whose rank does not reflect his, his actual skill. I don't. And let's un-
2: not forget that this is Michael Johnson who lost to Jonathan Brookins at the Ultimate Fighter finale. Like, that's a, that's a tough loss to take.
1: I think they did a great job putting Gagey against Johnson because I think Gagey, I think he pairs up and is is superior on, uh, on many levels against Johnson. I don't think Johnson out strikes him. I don't. I know he doesn't out wrestle him. Um, I'm not talking about you know traditional wrestling. I'm talking about MMA wrestling. I know he doesn't out scramble him. Um, and I know he does not work. I mean, I just think, think Gagey pairs up so well against him in so many different ways. They did such a phenomenal job of picking the right guy to give him. I mean, last time I, I completely degraded them because they deserved it. This time I commend them. Shelby did a great job of putting him the right guy with Justin Gage coming in. Great yeah. job.
0: Johnson's dangerous to Gagey in the instances on the feet because Gagey takes a lot of damage. Justin Gagey doesn't have uh, head movement at all. Like, he will just stand in the pocket and take the shots. He's got, but he will, he will go for the takedown as well. That's mm-hmm. where it's going to, but he's, yeah. he's got to be careful getting into a striking battle with Michael jo- conventional striking battle with Michael Johnson because. Right. I mean, looking at what, what he did to Dustin Poirier, and it's, it, he's got the power to put you to sleep. And like I said, Justin will take the shots. I, I've, I've seen it happen. I have too. I yeah. mean, just go back and watch his last fight in the World Series of Fighting. He was getting beaten up on his feet by a guy that had no business being in there with him until he closed his eye in the third round. But I, I, I've had Gagey since this fight got announced. I've... I've been riding on Justin's wave for a long time and I do think it's going to come down to him breaking Michael Johnson in the second or third round. He's just got to survive that early storm and not be stupid in the pocket. And hopefully Trevor Whitman's been up his ass since that last fight on working on some head movement a little bit and shit because Michael Johnson does possess that one knock one punch knockout power. But I've got Gagey winning it. I think he stops him somewhere in the second or third round.
1: I had a win in two. I think he pairs up so well against him. I think he's uh, younger, faster, stronger. I think he cleans up on Michael Johnson, whose who's number five ranking does not reflect exactly where I think he should be at 11-8, and eight on, a, on a, losing three of his last four in a 155-pound division that has just stacked the gills. I don't understand how Michael Johnson's ranked that high, but especially coming off the losses that he has, but it is what it is. Uh, I got Gagey taking this one home too. How it happens, uh, we'll wait and see. But uh, uh I don't think he tarnishes, I think he goes 18 18 0.
2: Brian, yeah, I'm along with you guys there. I think Gagey's, uh, like you guys said, if he's able to avoid that early onslaught, if he's able to not be stupid and get caught with a couple of punches because, like you you said, Jeff, he has that that knockout power. That one punch can put you to sleep. If he's smart, he gets him down, just grinds him for a couple of rounds, gets it to, like, the third or the fourth and just gets him tired, wearing him out on the ground, a little ground and pound. You know, um, Johnson could be in for a very long night, and, yeah, he a third, fourth round finish. uh, If not, I could could see going uh, to a decision, but... Yeah, I just think that Johnson's going to get uh, taken down and dragged into some deep waters. Kind of like the like Habib the fight there, where he taken down, just could not do anything about it, and just getting shot for shot for shot until it was
0: just too much in to the, in the handle. Yeah, that's uh, the ground is definitely where Gagey's got to go. Um, in the Ultimate Fighter finale, Diego Lima is taking on Jesse Taylor. Um, I don't, have you. Watched this season at all, Dave?
1: Are you not the second half? The first half, the first okay. like five, six episodes, yes. Not enough to um determined uh, I, I would, if I had to pick on this one, I would probably pick Diego Lima. But I don't know enough about Jesse Taylor to pick against or for him. That's the problem. I know more. I know a lot more about Diego Lima. I
2: got Jesse Taylor. Yeah, the, for the for, for the Redemption season idea. Jesse Taylor is probably the best person to make the finale. Oh, absolutely. He thought that season seven when he was in the finale and was and would have in favor to win and just went stupid and trashed the limo, trashed the hotel, and Dana White had to kick him off the show when he was that close, and for him to redeem himself to the point. This is the guy that you know, trashed 18, everything? Yeah. Yeah, no, 18 seasons later, he finally has that shot uh, to get back into, to get into the UFC. I mean, that's what the season was about. And I think that like Jesse Taylor is probably the most deserving person in that regard.
0: Absolutely. I agree with that hundred percent. He he's like, was the ideal candidate for this show.
1: I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know much about him see. I do not um, yeah. Jesse's a, he's really
0: good on his feet and he's a really he's good ground and pound. Ground. Like is yeah. a monster on the ground. Great wrestler. Uh, he wrestled at, uh, Cal state, whatever, wherever TJ, him and TJ were teammates. Um, in college and shit, I can't remember which small college it was, but uh, really, really good wrestler. Diego Lima is tough. He is really good on his feet, has pretty good oh, takedown yeah. defense. Because I mean, yeah. he he fought uh, Tom Galicchio. Um, yeah, yeah, I was he really fought for he Tom. Fought, I, I was too. I, I love, love Tom. Tom. He he fought Tom in the semifinals and did a great job of stuffing Tom's takedowns. But uh. Tom is not as physically strong as jesse taylor is. it doesn't either.
1: look it i mean you can tell by looking no. at the two uh jt money is, yeah. is definitely physically stronger
0: i i definitely think he's gonna be able to get diego lima to the ground and do a pretty good job of ground and pounding him out but yeah i only and, have the i only have
1: but, the few episodes that you guys know of yeah uh, on the thing yeah. so that's that's as far as i've watched it's and, been a
0: good season yeah as far as like most of the fights have been pretty good. There was like a couple of crap fights early, um, yeah. but those guys, the guys that won the crap fight, didn't end up winning because the fights weren't. They they had nine semifinalists and only were gonna or nine people and took going really to take eight semifinalists or something, quarterfinalists or whatever the fuck. But yeah, it was like a pretty good season. I liked the redemption. The fight fighting between Cody and TJ was good until you found out that the fight wasn't gonna happen. Then you
1: stopped caring. But, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. uh, I don't really care if they're if they have they have coaches on there, the coaches got to fight.
0: Well, I mean, they were I mean, supposed to. injuries, well, I get it. But right. yeah, once, mean, once were... you find out
1: that they're not going to injury <laughs> yeah. or not, it's like.
0: Yeah, exactly. But the, your show, the, the show's say, already whatever. in the game by that point. Whatever. Um, Mark De Casey will be taking on Michigan native Dracar Close. Uh
1: Man, I hate picking against Michigan boys.
0: Especially because Close had a really, really good debut, but... It was awesome.
1: uh, Mark D'Casey's going to fucking kill him. Casey's a fucking madman. He's an
0: animal.
2: Yeah, they've been showing that knockout uh, in his last fight. They got uh, over and over everywhere, and it's one of those knockouts you just can't get tired of watching. No. When he lands that shot and you see the guy just... Uh, just like almost like the uh, old wrestling guy that just like timber
1: it was just... oh, yeah he was <laughs> like i like i mean i i hate picking against uh, Michigan boys cuz we don't have many of them out there and the ones the few that we do have some don't even claim that they're from there anymore <laughs> so i mean i hate picking against them no. but uh in this in this instance i, I got to go uh i, I can't I can't pick him. I gotta go with with who I believe is going to win the fight.
0: Close has got potential to be a good fighter,
1: but he's, absolutely, he's not up to the level to fight
0: D. Casey. Not yet, yet man. Not, especially, not based, yet. I mean, if you go, especially if you're going off of that fight over against Devin Powell. Like, I mean, he he put on a pretty good performance, but <laughs> it was a decision win. He could have, probably should have put him away, but D'Casey's
1: he's... <laughs> he's too strong. He's too agile. He won't gas. No. Casey's going to be in his face bell to bell for the entire time and swinging for the fences and teeing off on him and just break he's, he's the bone crusher for a reason man he's going to be breaking his bones when, uh, yeah, he, he's one of like the, I don't like this one for Dakar Close little,
2: no. yeah he's a fun little prospect there the, the UFC's got some, some nice young up and coming guys and D.A. Casey's one of them and I, I think this is a good chance for him now to, to showcase his skills once again and hopefully get some more fans on his side and Hopefully uh get get his star to shine a little bit brighter, uh, like you already said in that super super thick uh lightweight division.
0: Uh in the third fight of the main event, or main card, God damn it, Jared Cannoneer is welcoming in on short notice, uh Nick Roick or Rorick.
1: No, new uh
0: new
2: opponent within the last couple of days. Right, so. yeah. Yeah, I'm bummed about that one. I was really excited to
0: see uh Did the Boss get back in there? Yeah. You got to go with Cannoneer in this one.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, there's... Nick Rourke is coming in off of hours notice. Yeah, a couple Uh, of days. I mean, I checked yesterday and it still had Boss listed there. So he may have been booked a couple of days ago, but they they didn't update it as of yesterday because I checked yesterday and it was still... uh, Rourke wasn't listed on there. So, I mean... When you talking about a matter of of less than a week's notice to come in there and fight a guy uh, like Jared Cannonier, who is maybe not the greatest fighter in the world, but a dangerous, dangerous man to get in there and fight off of any time, let alone less than a week's notice. Yeah, two days. And your very first fight inside the UFC octagon. Right. So... Too much stuff against Nick Roark. He may be—he's a seven and fighter. He may be a, a tremendous fighter, but he's got too much stuff going against him in this instance. So my vote is chair Cannoneer. Good on him for stepping yeah. up. Hmm.
2: Sorry, Ryan. No, yeah, I was just gonna say I'm taking Cannoneer too. Um, <clears throat> not even on the short notice thing, but I mean, you look at the the comp- level of competition that Cannoneers had lately compared to Roark, Roark, whatever his uh, name is. I mean, Kander's been in there with, like, a lot of tough UFC bets. And, I mean, just based off of that, I would be, I'd take him, despite, even the, regardless of the short notice or not.
0: All right. Second fight of the card, Brad Tavares is taking on the Spartan, Elias Theodoro, the best hair in MMA.
1: Yeah, he has got some pretty boy hair.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Something in the water up here in Canada.
1: Boy, this one's
0: tough. Tavares is coming off a win over Cal uh, uh, Megaligus.
1: A um, loss to Robert
0: Whitaker, which you know, yeah, no shame in that, and a win over Nate Marquardt.
1: Elias Teodoro's beating our, our friend Sam Alvin. Yeah, let's see our Roger to Roger Narves, whatever it is. Uh, he's just, Theodore's. just, uh, he's been on kind of a roll. Yep. I got well, Five
2: or six in one in the UFC. He only has, a, he has only one loss. Yeah, he only, only has one loss yes. in his career. Yeah.
1: Yeah, to uh, yep. Tiago Santos. Right. I like uh, I like Brad Tavares, but I don't like him in this fight.
0: No, I'm gonna yeah, no. I'm gonna take Theodoro in this fight. I think he's gonna just do what he does and decision win it all.
1: Yeah, he's gonna piece him part point fight him.
2: Yeah, I'd take him down a couple of times, maybe a little ground and pound, hit him standing up a little bit, but he's it gonna, should be a relatively easy day at the office for uh, for the Spartan. He's gonna tri-star him, is what he's gonna do.
1: That's exactly it.
0: It's the, okay. it's the tri-star well strategy.
1: Yep. It gets the victories. It gets the wins.
0: Uh, opening fight of the card is Jordan Johnson taking on Marcel Fortuna. Three. Fortuna, is that the guy that
2: came in uh fought at heavyweight back at uh, the Super Bowl card?
0: Johnson only has one fight. Is Fortuna the guy that came in at heavyweight? For it, to fought the 210 and then knocked the dude out? Yes. Okay. Yep. Jordan yeah. Johnson's only – It was f-
1: Anthony Hamilton is who it was that he knocked out. That's, that's right, yeah. Anthony Hamilton. And he
0: came in on short notice too, Yeah, he?
1: sort of. yeah He's tough yeah, as yeah. nails, man. Yeah, yeah. I got Marcel Fortuna on this one by far. Yeah. I, I no doubt. So. Look, Jordan Johnson beat Henrique De Silva, who is just a, a lacy lump yep. of, of absolutely nothing. So getting a win over him doesn't impress me at all. Uh, now, on the other hand, Marcel Fortuna coming in – 50 pounds, Lying, 60 lying his pounds. ass off saying he's a heavyweight <laughs> and then weighing in at 210.
2: You know. Anything to get, his, get to get into the UFC, right? You got to do what you yeah. got to do, man. And then he
1: and, knocks out a dangerous Anthony Hamilton.
2: For, giving up 50 pounds. I mean, and that was one of those ones. I remember we were talking about it afterwards. Just the watching him walk out, you're like, he's not a
1: heavyweight. But there's no way.
0: And oh, he, yeah. He, we were going ape shit at yeah. my house. Oh, my God. you and Tony yeah. were like, what in the What fuck? is this
1: Nonsense. This guy's going to get killed, and what happened? He knocked out, at the time, Anthony Hamilton, at the time of the fight, it was probably uh, the better part of 280 pounds after ballooning back up. And He's Fortuna late. knocked him out in the first round. Yeah, Fortuna I mean, tough really- as nails. I got him. I got him winning this one, dude. No doubt, No question about it.
0: Yeah, I've, I've got him. I, I think he wins by KO for sure.
2: it's fun to see how he is now at his own weight class prelims.
1: There's a couple of fights in the prelims I want to take a look at.
0: Yeah. Um, we'll start with the main, main event. Yeah, Hill and Angela Hill and Ashley Yoder going to be the, uh, the main prelim fight. Hill coming off of a loss to Jessica Andrade. Uh, P- Yoder, a loss to Justine Kish which, you know, not a bad thing, at least she didn't shit on you. <laughs> uh,
1: so neither one of them coming off wins, neither one of them looking the best, but uh, when it comes to the two of them, I think I kind of, I'm, I'm leaning towards Angela Hill in this fight. Uh, nothing against Ashley Yoder, I think Angela Hill's just got a bit more, uh, not experienced, but I think she's just a bit more, I don't know, what she, uh, it's hard for me to explain, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but whatever it is, I'm picking her. Yoder, on the other hand, I don't know if these these numbers are correct, but the reach advantage for Yoder, 5 inches, I didn't realize she had that that much uh, uh, distance on her. So that might come into play, it might be something that comes into play during the fight where Yoder can really take advantage of that, but... I still think I like Angela Hill. Maybe because I've seen her fight more and I, and, uh, and I know what she's capable of.
2: Yeah, that's where I was going to go, uh, just being more familiar with Angela Hill, knowing her pedigree a little bit more than Yoder, I'm I, I probably going to take Angela Hill just because of that. But, that yeah. you like said, I mean, I, if she loses... I mean, Angela Hill seems to be that person where she has a like, really big name, it seems, and a big star, but seems to just disappoint off and on. So... If she loses, I wouldn't necessarily be overly surprised.
1: No, I'm the same. Fuck it, I'll take Yoder. I think there she's you gonna.
0: Go. I think she's gonna get her to the ground and sub her out.
1: Good. I don't really have a dog in that fight. Angel so whatever. Not happens. that great on the ground. Oh yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> way, but... I was kind of hoping that these guys would. You know. Yeah. Uh,
0: James Krause and Tom Galicchio are going to fight each other. Hey,
1: I uh, which is I Tom, think,
0: the only other. This is the the, the only, only other tough fight. Yeah, right? Yeah, the only other tough fight.
1: Uh, it is, and Tom, you know, Tom's talked to us on the show. Oh, We've right. had a conversation. Oh, yeah, 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 we talked you know, to Tom we for a minute. To Tom, and Tom was fun. And I like uh, Tom, I, I'm a big fan of Tom. He's got a great smile, that toothless wonder.
0: He's just an awesome personality. He's like, hilarious. I liked Tom the first time he was on uh, the Ultimate Fighter there with.
1: We're trying to get him just, uh, you know. One on one. Yeah, I would love that. Show. That'd be great. Uh, I sent out something on Twitter. I don't know if he ever read it or not. So we'll we'll keep trying to to get that avenue. Uh, oh, maybe yeah. because he's in fight camp or something, he probably isn't paying much attention to that kind of stuff. But right, I'm it, gonna I'm gonna take Tom. I am taking Tom too.
0: James Cross is tough though. James Cross is really tough, and he's very good on the ground. But so is Tom. Tom's a good submission artist as well, and he's underrated. I think a lot of the, that, the a lot of the guys underrated him on the show. And he and
2: he showed. I think he had two or three wins, and they were all very naked uh naked chokes uh, yep. that you and like all the guys just kind of fell for the exact same game plan that he would put into play. Like Tj Dillashaw was saying like, you know, we're going to do this, 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 and boom, it happened. And the next fight, okay, stick to the same game plan, and it's just like these the guys just couldn't catch on to it. it's just you know. He's just suckering you in. Get a quick takedown, take the back, game set match. Like, and I, I'm taking Tom only because I think that James Krause being on the Ultimate Fighter was an absolute ridiculous decision. Like to take a guy that's in the UFC, getting paid by the UFC, and then putting him into the Ultimate Fighter house and taking a position uh, a position away from a potential guy who was on the show in the past. I think that's a joke, and I can't stand James Krause. Specifically because of that, and I hope he gets tapped out early in the first round.
1: Wow, anger and passion out of Ryan Dempsey. Wonder Woman's having her (laughs) bensies. Damn right. A couple more fights, and we'll uh, we'll go into the pay-per-view. Yeah, uh, let's breeze by yeah, these ones
0: pretty yeah. quick. Yeah, Ed Herman, well, we, we don't even really need to touch on them. We can just talk about Ed are, Herman's taking on C.B. Dalloway. Yep. Uh, Jessica I is welcoming Aspen Ladd to the UFC. It runs out the prelims. Uh, the early prelims, Gray Maynard will be fighting uh, Ishihara. And kicking off the card is Julia Lima taking on Tisha Torres. And if Tisha wins, I hope they do the Cookie Monster fight so I can watch those two yeah. finally fight each other.
1: Yep, I got Tisha for that one. Yeah, I got the last Tisha. one. Fuck it. I got Tisha as well. Let's go to the pay-per-view. This is one where he got up.
2: Quickly from last week, really fast, I was looking into it, and we were actually all right uh, between uh, me and you, Jeff. So Tisha Torres lost to Marcos, then she replaced uh, an injured fighter, beat Beck Rawlings, and lost in the house to uh, Cookie Monster. Oh, they did fight.
0: I forgot that that they ended ended up fighting.
2: fighting. I thought that it didn't happen. was she was brought back to replace an injured fighter, and she beat back Rawlings and then lost to, uh, to, to Carla. All
1: right. Good. All right, let's do Update. five, Update. six. Let's do all the mains, that one, breeze through here. And we're going to go watch some fucking movies.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, all right, so UFC 213 will be taking place on Saturday. Uh, in the main event, Amanda Nunez, the defending bantamweight champion, will be taking on the number one ranked Valentina the Bullet Shevchenko. I really am excited for this fight. Really, really, really excited for this fight.
1: I had to do, well, I didn't have to, I chose twice, was, uh, the MMA Takeovers Great Debate. Mm-hmm. And Keith came to me and he asked, Who, who do you got, Nunez or Shevchenko? I got Amanda Nunez. And uh, it's okay. So you're writing for Nunez over Shevchenko. Now, some of the reasons why, and I'm not going to give them all away. I still have to go to the take over and read the great debate as to why I chose Amanda Nunez over them. But I'll give you a couple of the examples. Number one, Amanda Nunez is a finisher. Amanda Nunez has the most tied for the most finishes in the UFC's women's bantamweight division. Only tied only one came close to her, or the only one tied with her, is Ronda Rousey, who Amanda Nunes is beaten to retirement. Amanda Nunes doesn't struggle against Muay Thai fighters. She's beaten Muay Thai champions already, Jermaine she Durandame. She's already beaten Valentina already. Her style this does not struggle against the Muay Thai style that Valentina Shevchenko is known for. So those are a couple of things. I'll let you guys read the rest of my specifics at the Takeover.com and The Great Debate. Um, I don't want to give it all away once for them, just so Keith doesn't get upset that I gave everything away on the show. Right. Yeah. If it was Ian, I'd give it all away. Oh, God. Here we go again. <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> yeah. But that was a couple of the reasons why. Uh, specifically, that I gave, and on top of that, I think Amanda Nunes is just—I think she's tougher, tougher, stronger. Uh, I think she's more aggressive. Uh, there's just so many different attributes that she has over Shevchenko, and she's already beaten her—not too long you, ago.
2: Now, the thing is, when I watched, because like, I went back and I watched that—I watched the fight a few times uh, after the fight was announced, and even though she won. You could see uh, Nunez getting gassed in the Mm -hmm. third round. I was going to break that point. Shevchenko was getting stronger. We haven't seen Shevchenko, or we haven't seen Nunez in a fourth round. We've seen Shevchenko beat a world champion in a fifth round, getting stronger and staying stronger and looking world class. So my thing is if Nunez can't finish her early in the first or second she starts getting gassed, it's going to be, it could be a really ugly night uh, for uh, for Nunes and Nunes did most of her damage in the first first round early parts of the second in their first one and she still couldn't get the job done um, and if you're laying a beating on someone and they just get stronger and you get weaker as that happens to me that's a pretty bad sign that hopefully you've worked on, on your endurance because you might have to slow down the pace and take it 25 minutes and we haven't
0: mm. seen anything to To be able to tell whether her gas tank has gotten better because she finished, you know, her last few fights in the first round. But yeah, you made you made all the same points I was going to make. Uh, I I question Amanda Nunez's gas tank outside of the second round, and I definitely think that Valentina Shevchenko has shown she can go five, and <laughs> and get the job done when she the, needs to, and get stronger as the fight goes on. And Shevchenko's last fight,
2: she you know, being a stand-up striker, she decided to take a wrestler down and submit her. And yeah. Showed sure, a slick-ass Jits so game. <clears throat> so if, if it gets down to the ground, Nunez might ne- not necessarily be as comfortable as she was in the first encounter. Because, I mean, Shevchenko just seemed to have gotten better since that loss. Whereas Nunez took that win, beat, uh, beat a, what seemed like an uninterested Misha Tate, and then beat a... Very poorly coached Ronda Rousey, who didn't seem to want to be in there either. Right. I I think I, I'm I'm taking Shevchenko.
0: I'm riding her all the way uh, to the, to the championship. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking Shevchenko too. And remember remember the the reaction shot of Amanda Nunes when she pulled off that armbar like she was a complete yeah. shock. Uh, yeah, that's right. that's right. Yeah, I got I got Shevchenko. I think I think she can. She can withstand the early storm, and tire her out, and end up taking it, you know, into the third, fourth, and maybe finishing her, or at least getting the decision. I will say
2: one big thing, you know, I definitely huge props to uh, to Amanda Nunez for becoming you know, the first woman to headline back to back international fight week fire. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty amazing. Their uh, super women's MMA has come in the the short time since Dana White said it would never happen.
0: Right. Yeah. I didn't even think about that fact. Good job, Ryan. Thank you. In the co-main event for the intra middleweight championship, number one Yoel Romero is taking on number three Bobby Knuckles. Robert Whitaker. Oh man, this is. This is the one
2: I've gone back and forth over and over. And I know. Over. I I'm I can't I'm... pick. I don't like.
0: I'm back and I've been back and forth on it too. I I'm
2: basically, I'm basically taking Robert Whitaker only because every time I pick against him, he shuts me up. I thought Brunson was going to go right through him, that didn't happen. I thought Souza was going to have an easy time with him, that didn't happen. I I mean Romero could easily just take him down, and you know do this uh, wrestle him down for a few rounds and just go from there, but. I don't know how you all are going to go if it goes into the fifth round.
1: Sure, old well, think... the scariest man in UFC, dude. He's going to fucking. <laughs> well, that, video, that, that video
2: there that I uh, posted to the page yesterday when he was doing his uh, warm-ups, like, Jesus Christ. And then the one that Dave, you, I think, was the one that put up where he was doing the wrestling training there. These guys went after, yeah. Him, after him. Yeah, it was, um, it
1: was a fireman's. <laughs> it was a fireman's drill where he just constantly worked the shoulders and the arms uh, for for. Uh, I forget the exact name of the, the exercise, but it's it's a live-action weight training instead of uh, with stationary weights. Right.
2: Uh, I mean, you see him, and you just got think, like, he's there's no fuck. way he can lose, but...
1: I, I, uh, I'm i not picking against you, all Romero. There ain't no fucking way, man. And that isn't anything bad to say about Robert Whitaker. Oh, because he's a bad motherfucker. Right. And if there's anyone up and down 185... If I had, so you got had gun to your head, you got to pick one dude who you think could beat Yuval Romero at 85, this is the guy right here that I would put up against Yuval Romero to have, the, not the champ, it wouldn't be Bisping, it wouldn't be, you know, Jacare, wouldn't be Rock, it wouldn't be this guy, wouldn't be, you know, anyone. It would be Robert Whitaker, that's the guy that I would pick that if I had to pick someone to beat him, and I don't think that Robert Whitaker can do it, and I still don't think he can do it. I got Yuval Romero on this one all the way. He's the scariest yeah. dude in MMA, and he's he's at least the UFC. And there's only you know a handful of guys right now that I think might have a chance against him, and they're all heavier. John Jones would probably beat him. You know, there's some heavyweights out there that would that would do well against. You know, that could beat him, of course. But um, he's oh, just, like that, he's just so, so the good.
2: Taking, the only reason I'm taking Whitaker is because every time I pick against him, he wins. So if I take you a while, he's gonna. They, the history shows that Whittaker wins. I'm not supposed to take
0: Whitaker. Conventional wisdom says Yoel Romero should win it, but I think about, I think back going to like when Yoel Romero fought Tim Kennedy, and Tim Kennedy, goddamn, pretty much knocked Yoel Romero out. Oh, yeah, Robert Whitaker hits a lot fucking harder than Tim Kennedy. He's a lot younger. He's a lot faster. He doesn't have that quick twitch muscle reaction, obviously, because Yoel Romero's been wrestling his entire life. Man, there's just something about Bobby Knuckles that it's hard to pick against him, but like I said, the conventional wisdom, I'm going to pick you all, but if Whitaker wins this one, I'm going to jump off my fucking couch and be happy as shit because I like him a lot, Right. but I got, I think you all will win it. Has there been a
2: guy that's jumped so far, uh, so fast, like he was fighting you know, Brunson, like barely a year ago maybe just over a year ago and then all of a sudden you know he gets the one fight against Susan and now all of a sudden he's fighting for the interim championship well yeah when
0: you when you Bob's on him, destroy right. the number what was it two or three ranked three. fighter in the world yeah the way he, he did I mean he broke spot, his like, fucking his jaw.
1: jaw he jumped yeah. in and he took over his spot at three
2: just regardless you know, win, win or lose I mean definitely Robert Whitaker this is not going to be his last uh, championship fight I love
1: Robert Whitaker I love him He's just, he, wrong place, wrong time. You know, Romero, you know, Romero's 39 years old. He's not going to be doing this much longer. So, uh, he's a freak for 39 years old. He looks like he's 29. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, he's an absolute fucking oh, he,
1: genetic he's got,
2: wonder. He's got, gay, he's got gay Jesus on his side.
1: <laughs> no, for gay Jesus. No, for gay Jesus.
0: <laughs> I love you, Michael. It was a horrible year, Al Romero, and I apologize for it. Ugh,
1: yeah, Rimmel, it's so scary. So,
0: fun. so is Whitaker, though. Whitaker is scary as fuck, too. Jesus Christ, I would not want to take a shot from fucking Robert Whitaker.
1: There's no way I want to get punched in the face by that dude. To be fair, there isn't a guy at, at 185 pounds that I want to get punched in the face by. It seriously isn't.
2: That's very
0: true.
2: <laughs> I'd take one. a punch
0: from Jacare. I feel like he probably wouldn't hit. I would not. <laughs> That, oh, that would suck. I mean, it's not going to feel good, but it's probably <laughs> one of the best options. I don't want to take a punch from Sam Elvey. He hits, probably hits harder than Jocker, eh? Anyway, back to back to where we were. Uh, oh, God, I hate this guy's
1: last name.
0: Daniel. Uh, oh, Milnechik. Oh, Mil-Nichik? Yeah, we'll go with that. Milanichik? Number 15, Daniel, me and the chick taking on Curtis Blades. I
1: think Blades just jumped. Was it short notice,
0: fight? I, I like don't he, think so. I feel like he got added late. on. I this, mean, maybe I could be wrong. not super short if it not is. Not short short, but like within a, like less than a month or something. But I could be wrong. I thought I heard that on the Twitter. Oh, I mean, both these guys are coming off of
1: uh blades i think his last fight was a no contest yes it was or an not Okontus. a no contest but overruled no contest. yeah overturned, overturned that's what it was overturned, overturned. No yeah i'm not sure what happened i don't remember what happened there but um i don't remember Is the last Ryan? year do you remember you remember what happened with it, was it was adam Milstead, i believe
0: fight night yeah
2: wasn't it uh marijuana was that was that one that one or oh yeah
1: blades
0: it was in texas blades got hit for pot there it was yeah, because it was the it was the Bermuda's Korean Zombie. That's right. Blades got hit for pot. He won the fight, didn't he?
1: Yeah, I think so. But it got it's not reflecting. yeah, not yeah he knocked him out. I think it's not reflecting as a no contest though. Weird. Because that's what it got overturned to was a no contest. But it's not reflecting on. It. See, I'm telling you, man. The people that run the UFC website need to get fired. We found we found some errors Well, I found a, an error today, um, where it had a guy it was Ishihara, I think it was, or someone. It had. He had, uh, of the 100% of his fights, he had 80% knockout and 40% decision. So the guy had 120% fights. Who's doing the math here?
0: Uh, Daniel's coming off of two losses uh, to Stefan Struve and to Timothy Johnson. And Curtis' only loss is to the uh, not, uh, Black
2: Beast, uh, Francis and Yeah, Gano.
1: and Gano. Yeah, and Gano. So, I mean, that's a, not a bad loss. Yeah, know, one just year, about a year, year ago. That was a doctor stoppage. Yes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, then Blades was calling for
1: to run it back after he beat Cody East. <laughs> run it back. <laughs> You're uh, lucky you survived, kid. I, I'm gonna take Blades. I, I don't have anything good to say about uh, Omi Ome- Really, I don't have. Uh, I mean, it's not that I have nothing bad to say about him. I just I don't really have a lot of. Uh, I don't see a lot of positive in his future. I know he's ranked number 15 now, but I, I'm seeing that going on away. I
0: mean, I realize he's number 15, but legitimately, looking at the rest of the fights on the main card, this fight should be the one that's kicking off the fucking card. Yeah. Because why is Verdum and Overeem before that fight? That makes no sense. That makes no sense, no.
1: I don't know. I got Blades in this one. Who booked this? Bellator?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking Blades, too, just on the fact that I have more knowledge on him than the other
0: guy there. So. In the... Second fight of the main card, number one and number three are gonna go at it in a heavyweight battle as Fabricio Verdoom takes on Alistair Overeem.
1: Oh man. This is the one this is the one I've been going back and forth on.
0: Mm. I'm leaning with Fabrizio.
1: Uh, Ryan, what do you got? Although uh, he has lost to him.
2: I'm gonna take uh God, I'm gonna take Fabricio <clears throat> like yeah, I'm gonna take Fabricio for Domo. I think that if he can somehow figure a way to get him down, like yeah I'm just gonna like, I feel like his jiu Jitsu is just gonna be overwhelming for Overeem and you can get that submission, but I, God, I don't know. Did you guys realize this is a rubber match? Yeah. yeah. They won in Pride, was it? or No, Pride yeah. and Strikeforce. Yeah. Is... They're
0: one and one apiece. Uh, Fabricio submitted Alistair and Pride back in 2006, and then they fought again in Strikeforce with uh, Overeem, Uberine picking up the decision back in 2011.
2: Yeah. This is the first time that uh, Fabricio's fighting him when he's going to be clean.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: Or Well, unless maybe he hasn't tested positive yet anymore.
0: I think Usada would have got him. Oh, yeah.
1: I'm going to go with Fabricio on this one for the grappling and the jiu-jitsu alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's going to wrap him up and negate... The, the distinct power and striking advantage that Alistair has. Um, it's not to say if Alistair and Corks on him, he's gonna go to sleep. But
2: well, we've seen like you know that can happen <clears throat> in any fight. We've um, seen over you know, like his striking like he's his last, some of his fights that his power hasn't seemed to been as good as it as it once was since you know since the tougher testing came in like that's he so kicked Brock Lesnar in the
0: tum-tum?
1: Uh, yeah, testing people, yeah. you know, he gets older. You know, he's got 57 58 professional fights already under his belt. I mean, all that stuff takes its toll. But I still I I'm going I'm going to try with Fabricio. I, but yeah. Man, Overeem can take him out in a single shot. That's why I'm my concern. He's bigger, he's stronger. You know,
2: but, and I'd actually much rather see Fabricio versus Stipe a second time than Van uh, Alistair uh, take on Stipe a second time.
1: I'm going to go with Fabricio. I want to see what he can get done with him. And I want to see <clears throat> I want to see Fabricio and Stipe again. So I'm going to pick Fabricio. Yep. We got yeah. one more fight in the main card. Yep.
0: Opening fight of the main card is going to be a fun one. Uh, Jim Miller welcoming Anthony Pettis back to 155 pounds.
1: He couldn't make it uh, cutting that weight. Fuck no. He, I knew he wasn't going to be able to make it. It's too much weight to cut, man. Too much. Uh, How'd he do down there at 45?
0: He got the shit beaten out of him by fucking
1: did, Max Holloway. Did, yeah, did, what, did he go one well, and that, one?
0: That was his only fight. One, no. He, no had, he had two fights. He two Yeah. He's at. Least, he had at least two, maybe three. Yeah, I don't think he had three. If he yeah. he, he had, it was yeah. two, if
2: anything. Yeah, Charles Oliveira
1: I, and Max Holloway.
2: Yeah, that's right. He, he submitted Oliveira. That's right. Yeah,
1: and he and he lost to Holloway, of course.
2: It was what four losses out of five fights then.
1: Yeah, but he you know he at fifty five wasn't break in the bank either. I mean, he lost to Dos Anjos. Oh, he he lost, lost to Eddie Alvarez. There's like three yeah. in a row. Lost to Barboza. Went to 45. He got the victory on Oliveira, but then lost, of course, to Maxi. Mm-hmm. And now he's got Sparta, from Sparta, New Jersey, the native. Yeah. Jim Miller.
0: This is not a good fight for Pettis. He doesn't do well against wrestlers. He's the worst... Takedown defense.
1: Is a strong uh, grinder.
0: His, his takedown defense yeah. is shit. <laughs> and I don't get it because Ben Askren was your wrestling coach, but somehow... And he, and he was working out with... uh, Oh, God. Who's the fucking wrestling coach down at Jackson's? Um, Is it Izzy? Izzy Martinez. Yeah, I think it's Izzy Martinez. He, he go, you know, Those last couple fights, he's been going down and working with him, too. And Izzy's like one of the best wrestling coaches in, in MMA. And his... Fucking wrestling still sucks. It's terrible. It's god awful. Well, and if you like, when you watch some of it, like when
2: <clears throat> after he lost to Clay Guida, <clears throat> after him coming into the UFC, his wrestling wasn't terrible. Like he was able to mix up the wrestling and the stand up a fair amount. And I feel like he just became—he he lost more of his striking. Tried to wrestle more, and then when he started losing, he was starting to go trying to. Focus more on the striking so he wouldn't have to take to the ground and I just he's not putting it together the way that he was putting it together when he was on his rise up to winning the title like when he fought uh, Ben Henderson and, and tapped him out there about four years ago almost he looked phenomenal when he was able when he was on the ground and now when you seen him go to the ground you just like you almost feel bad for him
0: oh yeah that's how uh, that's how RDA beat him that's how Cowboys, you know, I mean, Eddie beat him that way. It's just,
1: if you want to beat him, you just take him to the take him down and hold him down and you'll win.
0: And Jim Miller is going to take good. him
1: down and hold him down and
0: probably win. <laughs> and Jim's yeah, he, a dangerous jujitsu practitioner.
1: practitioner. Yeah,
2: I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was able to, get, uh, able to get a submission. Yeah, I think he can take the back. I, I, I got Jim. I got Jim. I got
1: take him down, hold him down. the The gig is, you know, the jig is up on Anthony Pettis. You grab his legs, you take him down, you hold his legs, you don't let him go anywhere, and you win. So many people have just have done that over the last couple years and have been successful. And Anthony can't figure out how to stop it, so you just keep doing it and you go home with your show money and win money.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Why not do that? That's what's going to take to win.
2: You know, you take him down. You're not going to be taking too much damage. You're not going to risk a, a random, uh, Showtime move. Uh, it's a, it's a safe game plan. And you know, it's always going to work.
1: Showtime kick, still one of the greatest highlights oh, yeah. in, in MMA history, I should say. Yeah. In MMA history, is you know, it's phenomenal. The fact that Ben Henderson got caught by that, he should feel like an idiot. <laughs> Did you guys,
2: that uh, that submission the other day.
0: The what? I'm sorry, you broke up.
2: Did you see? Did you guys see the the TP submission? I think it was in uh, the Pro Fighters League. No. It was one of uh, Eddie Bravo's techniques, as he's been working. You know, he works on MMA jiu-jitsu. so it's a it's a triangle uh, choke when you can't get the true triangle choke. And a guy actually was the first person to use the TP submission. It was a crazy to, uh, to see it. Like, yeah, you know, like locking your arms behind your legs with the guy's head in there. Just, it was
0: really, really slick.
1: Awesome. I didn't, I didn't catch that one. No,
0: I did not either.
1: I didn't see the replays of it. I missed it.
0: The main fight on the FS1 prelims uh, is going to be Travis Brown taking on Alexi Olen- Olenek. God damn it. These fucking 60, Eastern European names tonight.
1: 60-second fight for Alexi Olenek. 60-second fight.
2: What? Oh, I thought was like he's gonna win in sixty. Seconds. No, that's, that's what it's I thought.
1: Sixty-second fight. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sixty-second pro fight. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was with you, Ryan. I was like, "What do you mean he's a 60-second? "Wow,
1: Dave's <laughs> calling his shot." going out.
0: No shit. That's what I thought too. That's a lot
1: of pro fights. That's
0: a ton of pro fights. Uh, but, but he's uh, he's he's
1: fucking Russian, man. You know, those guys are always scary. Russians don't fuck around.
2: Yeah, I'm taking I'm the Atlantic. I just don't know where Travis Brown's head is. I don't know if I can trust him in his, in, in his fights anymore with everything that's going on. With, you know, every time you see him, it's only about Ronda Rousey. That's it. Like, that's all you ever hear about. You don't really hear about how his training's going. You see him in the octagon. He doesn't look as good as, he's, as he did in the past. Uh. Yeah, I just don't. I just I don't know. I just don't think he's gonna get the win this
0: weekend if Edmund walks out with him he has no shot if it's just Ray Sefo and some other coaches from Blackhouse got a chance
1: until Travis Brown leaves Edmund I am not picking oh no I'm not picking him either I'm just saying there's not there's (laughs) no way not until he leaves that horrible horrible team
0: I don't I haven't really seen much if he's been – I know he was working – he would continued working with uh, Cepho and those guys over at Black House MMA. I'm not sure if he's still a split in time between Glendale and there or if he's just training at Black House. Mm-hmm. Like I said, if I see Edmund walk out with him, he's fucked.
1: That's a wrap.
0: Yep. Uh, I'm taking Alexi anyway. I am
1: taking Alexi too. The mad Russian. on well, the ball constrictor –
0: yeah, let's, uh, let's just, let's touch just talk on, about them. Yeah, let's just touch on them. Uh, next fight.
1: I'm just clicking it down here.
0: There you go. Uh, Chad LeBreeze is taking on Brian Camose. Uh, Tiago Santos, this is actually a good fight. And Gerald Murchant, I actually like that fight a lot. Uh, Jordan Mean and Buel, Bilal Muhammad should be a pretty good fight, too. Uh, in the early prelims, Rob Font is taking on Douglas Silva DeAndre. And then a bunch of peop, shadow people. Cody Stammon and, and Taryn Ware. Uh, Trevor Giles and James
1: Bognakovic. I hope they get the same fight let's do it twice. Oh, yeah,
0: cool. Um, Idiots. That's it. That's awesome. Good job, UFC people. Woo! <laughs> that, the,
1: main the main card's that great. Moment. Yeah, the main card's great. Even the prelims are
0: good. They're, like, the, the outside of me, I don't really care about the Kamosi fight. But Santos and Mershant should be a good fucking scrap. And uh, yeah. Mean and Bahamut, Blah Bahamut, will be a good fight, too.
1: Well, the Price Kamosi could be something here, but no. Uh, Brian Kamosi, if it was Chris Cimozzi. But the main card is, is 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 fantastic. Yeah, it's a good main card. Yeah,
0: very good main card. It would have been better with Lawler and Cerrone, but still, still a solid card.
1: Got um, I'm gonna go watch at Dave Hawkins' house. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm watch it on my big ass TV.
1: Yeah, Dave Hawkins got the new house out in Allendale, and he bought that sixty-five inch TV. It's so Ooh. big, man! It's ridiculously big, and um, they just bought it like last month. And, and the way Dave uh, Dave's schedule is is like um he works at six days on two days off four days on five days off yeah, yeah three days on six days off so it's a really weird it's a it's a month-long schedule instead of a weekly schedule so you never you know it's just it's really crazy but he just happened to have the next uh, like tomorrow and the next four days off so he's like um so he said if you want to watch it here I say, like, well I guess we could watch one out there you know I didn't really have a plan. I was gonna you know, either go to your place or see what Shit. you want to do, but Dave I was like, All right man, I'll come I'll come break in the new T V and we'll watch oh, up yeah. there. You know, we'll come check you out. Uh since we're not recording uh Saturdays tonight, but we're gonna record tomorrow. Yep, we'll be recording tomorrow
0: getting the uh the tough finale.
1: Yeah, Ryan, you're gonna be in for this one too.
0: Ryan's
2: first. <clears throat> yeah, if anything I might Uh, Might dip out a little early, depending on how the how long the card goes. Four o'clock comes early on Saturday, but for the most part, I will uh, I will be here. Awesome. What's that, Wonder Woman?
0: Can't change your pad.
1: Wonder (laughs) Woman. Come on, where'd my mouse go? I had to get one. I had to get one shot. Are your batteries (laughs) dying? Might be. Let's use this. Let's do a, little piece, a couple pieces of news and then let's get out of here and get ready for the movies.
0: Alright, so uh, Nick Diaz is uh, facing a potential <laughs> two-year ban for uh, violating the whereabouts fucking bullshit with USADA where you're supposed to check in all the time and tell them where you are.
1: That's the dumbest part of this rule. Let's, I understand why, but... Let's
0: suspend the guy for two years when really he didn't,
1: didn't doesn't even really care if he fights anyway.
2: It's, I was gonna say, it's like, Of all the people to not tell you where he's going to be for, like, for her test or anything, it does not surprise me that, that was Nick Diaz.
1: It's a, it's a rule of, for anyone that doesn't know exactly. If, if you are not at home, if you plan to leave to go to see family uh, two hours away and you're going to be there for two nights, you've got to tell them. If you plan to have a vacation right. with your family, you want to go to Cancun for a week, you've got to tell them. Um, if you're not going to be at your house for X amount of hours, you have to yeah, tell yeah. him. Yeah. I don't know the num- the specific number of hours, whether it be six or... Uh, I know it's I know it's not much. I know it's something ridiculously little. You have to tell him. And Nate Diaz is not going to be the guy that's going to call and tell him where he's going to be at all fucking times. He's going to go and do whatever the fuck he wants. So, he didn't tell him where he was going to go three times. They found out about it or... Tried to test him and he wasn't home or whatever it was, and three times and you're out. Yep. And it's another. Uh, Nick's always in trouble, man. Nick doesn't give a fuck. And he doesn't give oh, less than name. a fuck.
2: Nope. You no, know it'll happen though. Somehow, George St. will say, you know what? I wouldn't mind fighting Nick Diaz again, and Dana White will wave his magic wand and everything will disappear, and he'll be right back in it. We shall see.
1: Uh. How much you can do with that right now? Uh, the
0: Nevada no. or the New York State Athletic Commission denied Chris Weidman's appeal of his loss to Musasi. Mousasi. Eh, it was at two ten. Yeah, we yeah. knew it wasn't going to happen, no. but
1: it finally, no, no. you know, they finally made the ruling. Uh, was it yesterday or yesterday or today? I'm not sure exactly when it specifically went through, but um, was it April eighth at two ten? The knees.
0: Yep, the knees to
2: the Right, that's right. The hand being down or yeah. right up,
1: and lifting which, him
2: up and hitting him,
1: yeah. Which was Weidman's own fault because when he thought it was going to be a DQ, he said, no, I can't go anymore. Once they said it was going to be a DQ until when he thought it was just going to be over to, you know, a... Uh, uh, a loss. He said, "I was fine." He said, "No, it's gonna be a DQ." He said, "Oh, then I can't fight anymore." I remember seeing something about that.
0: Yep, I remember that too. Yeah. So
1: it was Weibens' own fault. Once he once he lost it, he appealed. So he has no one to blame but himself. He fucked himself on that one by lying and being a little bitch. Yep. So today it's official. He the loss stands. Suck it up, kid. Move on.
0: Um, in sad news, uh, they we. In the news this week, there was a, a passing of American Top Team member Aaron uh, Rajman, Rajman, who was Rajmi, yeah. yeah, who was shot and killed in his Boca Raton home. Uh, not a lot of details on it. Not They're still, yet. Yeah, the, the the investigation is still ongoing, but uh, he trained trained at the American Top Team's uh, facility in Coconut Creek. He was a two and two professional, and uh, he last fought on May seventh. Uh, uh,
1: oh yeah, friend, Tisha Torres. Is, of a tour, uh, yeah. From Tisha's. There's not a lot right now. That's it's mostly under investigation. But what they know is a, a group, in quotation, it could be two, it could be three, it could be four, entered his home, shot him, and left. Not sure the motive. Not sure exactly what you know, what's going on yeah it's still real early but uh, it's a fucked up
0: situation no matter
1: it's what it's a bummer right. dude
0: yeah our condolences yeah. to uh, to his family and teammates at American yeah. Top Team yeah. um, and then our final piece of news tonight is a little bit of good news as uh, Matt Hughes is off the ventilator and showing small signs of improvement
1: yeah he's not out of the woods yet but being off the ventilator is big news yeah right? that's that's, yeah, that's, that's big stuff yeah uh, breathing on your own, after all that time of being on the ventilator, uh, is really hard. I've been on one before, and it's not just a matter of of pulling the ventilator out. Now you've got your your lungs haven't worked on their own uh, for a long time, right. weeks for him. yeah, So yeah. the stuff gets built up every time you have to you have to force yourself, even if you don't want to, to cough like nine times a day or ten times a day, because coming off a ventilator is Uh, extreme chance for pneumonia right off the bat
0: oh yeah for sure it's 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 similar to having
1: broken ribs and having everything get built up because you don't cough Mm -hmm. enough Uh, there's a lot of a lot of things that that coming off of coming off the ventilator now more complications sink in but it's better to be off it than on it
2: right so yeah the small steps uh you know, hopefully they're just the beginning steps in the in the long road to a to a full recovery for uh, for Matt Hughes.
1: He's surviving and he's progressing. It's slowly but he's progressing. Um Right, yeah. That's I mean we've been we've been keeping tabs on this guy since you know, since it started, so we wanted to make sure that we yeah, we definitely doing, have to, so, any
0: any kind of update. Yeah. We will definitely go with the same thing. If there's any news on the uh, any of the news on the shooting, we, yeah. will, we will definitely keep posted on definitely. that. Definitely. Let's get into final thoughts and get the hell out of here, Dave.
1: I'm excited to go see some 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 uh, some Spider-Man tonight. We've got a lot of great comic book stuff coming up. Uh, Justice League will be out. Thor's coming out beginning Our of next birthday. year. Justice League, is that your birthday? No, Thor is. Oh, Thor is. Thor Next comes year? Out at the end of, oh, nice. end of this year. Oh, yeah, November, November, right?
0: November 3rd. Yeah. On oh, my birthday. Yeah,
1: so we got Justice League's coming out, Thor's coming out. I mean, we just had Wonder Woman. It's, it's going to be a great year for comic book movies, uh, and I'm excited to see Spider-Man's homecoming tonight.
2: Yeah, it was fun to see myself on the big screen. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, I
0: watched you on the you, big screen the other day. You
1: wore that <laughs> bikini armor very well. Ryan, you know the, the hardest
2: part about that whoa, was shaving my legs. To be honest, with wasn't shaving the mustache? Uh, no, they would just Photoshop that out. <laughs> <laughs> Silly <laughs> bastard! I can't get rid of. Them. Come on.
0: What about shaving uh, the bikini line? How was that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said, <laughs> how oh, was I shaving? Know. I said, how was shaving the bikini line?
1: He waxed it.
2: Oh man, I do that on a regular. Anyway, come on. Oh. that kind of fresh.
1: <laughs> did, you just say
2: hella,
0: did you just say hella fresh? Hella fresh. No, gotta stay
1: fresh. Gotta st- <laughs> oh, I thought you said
0: a hella fresh. I was like, what just happened oh, in yeah. my life? Oh, that's phenomenal. Oh, Dempsey, I'm sorry. Oh. Oh, that's all good.
2: Uh, I just want to give a uh, quick uh, shout-out to my lovely friend, Allison Clark. Uh, currently a co-worker, but not for long. She just got accepted into midwifery school and she will be leaving to start that journey to accomplish her dream so congratulations to her and all the best of luck to to her in school and uh, in the future and all the and all the future endeavors. Seconded.
1: Fantastic.
0: Yeah I'm I'm ready to go see Spider-Man and yeah that's all I really got. I'm excited for tomorrow night we'll be back uh anything breaks we'll be talking about it tomorrow that's for sure uh we got tomorrow's weighing in for the for the pay-per-view so if somebody's fat ass doesn't make weight we'll be talking about it tomorrow evening uh shout out to blake over at the loaded joe's mma podcast shout out to kyle and uh we'll see you guys tomorrow for david van booglin ryan dempsey i'm jeff shanahan we will talk to you guys next week on another episode of the average joe's mma show